be in Psalm 51 tonight. This is one of my favorite psalms, and perhaps it's one of yours too. If you've never read it before, I would encourage you to to go back sometime on your own and just kind of read through it and uh, really think about what it says. I, I like this psalm because... I think it's very applicable to our lives. At least, at least when I read through it, I, I, I see that it applies to my life, and perhaps uh, you do too when you read it. Uh, but this is a really good psalm because most everything in here, I think, is something that's, that's relatively easiest for, easy for us to understand and to connect with. And so, uh, Lord willing, we'll, we'll get through the whole thing tonight, but if we don't, uh, we will split it up into a couple of parts and get started on it next week. So let's pray. And then we'll dig in. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these good words. I pray, God, that you would just let them speak to our heart. Maybe there's something in them we need to hear. And I pray that you would help us to remember them, that you would help us to to, to find words like these time and time again in our life, that you would just bring them to us at the time that we need to hear them. And I pray, God, that you just would be with me as I preach and teach, that I would do a good job, dear Lord, and bring glory to you. And I pray that we are strengthened and uplifted by uh, these words that we're going to read tonight. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, a lot of these uh, psalms that we have read up to this point have had a superscription. And, and, and many of them don't really give a lot of detail. It tells us maybe, uh, in particular, in the ones we've been looking at, that it's a psalm of the sons of Korah played to a specific tune or, or whatever it may be. Uh, and usually it has to do with, with music uh, that, that, that's going along with the psalm, in most cases probably. But the superscription to this psalm is very important because it tells us what was going on in the life of David when he wrote this psalm. And so uh, at the beginning of this, uh, this psalm in the superscription, it says, For the choir director, a Davidic psalm, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone to Bathsheba. Now, this is a very memorable moment in the life of David. If you have ever read through Scripture, you go to church any length of time, this is a story that that most people uh, probably are aware of. Uh, It's a great failure in David's life. It's a a great sin that David commits. Now, uh, David is remembered as being a great man of God, and he was. Uh, when you look at David's life as a whole, he was a pretty obedient man of God. Uh, there weren't too many big slip-ups we see in the rest of David's life, at least not recorded in Scripture. But this one here was a pretty serious thing that David did. Uh, there was a woman that he had saw bathing on the roof, and he said, Look, I want that woman. Uh, but the problem was she was married. Uh, and so uh, he ended up uh, sleeping with Bathsheba. She became pregnant, and he had a problem. He had to figure out what he was going to do about this problem. Uh, so there was a war going on, and he sent Bathsheba's husband Uriah uh, into the war and, and did everything he could to try to get him to come home from the war uh, so that he could be with his wife so that the baby would appear to have been his. But Uriah was a faithful servant. He wouldn't go home to his wife while his, the rest of his friends were fighting in the war. And so eventually David said, all right, I'm sending you back out there. He sent a note with him, and he told one of the, one of the leaders of the army, he said, look, I want you to go to the fiercest spot in the battlefield, and I want you to put Uriah on the front lines. And so David, was he was really going downhill in this situation. He had uh, committed adultery, and then he was guilty of committing murder by having 
Bathsheba's wife killed. And that murder is attributed to David. It wasn't by his hands, but it was because of David's action in his heart that Uriah the Hittite uh, was killed. And God hold, uh, held David accountable for that. Uh, there was a prophet, Nathan, who came and, and told David this, this parable, this story, this illustration about a man who didn't have much and a man who had a lot. And the man who had a lot uh, took the one little sheep from the man who didn't have much. And, and Nathan said, what should happen? And David said, look, that guy's a horrible guy. He should be punished. And Nathan said, David, that guy is you. And David got him. I can only imagine David's reaction because he knew instantly, it appears in the scripture, what had happened. He knew that as the king of Israel, God had blessed him and provided for him, and he had all things. And here was Uriah, who appeared to be a, a man of integrity, who only had very little, but a wife that he, that he held uh, closely, that he looked at very preciously. And David took the one thing that was dear to Uriah and had Uriah killed to try to cover it up. And so when we see that superscription there, we know exactly what was going on because we see that story uh, earlier in the Old Testament. And this was a very difficult time. Now, uh, we see David and we look at David as a godly man, and he was. Uh, and we see things like this, and some may say, well, why do we celebrate David? Well, we don't celebrate David's failures. We celebrate uh, his faith in God because his faith is greater than his failures. And we see a whole list of those people in Hebrews people who failed greatly. And we may look at that list and say, why are these people in this list? Why are these men and women looked at as godly men and women? Look at how they failed. Well, they did fail. But they were not defined by their failures. They were defined by their faith in God and their repentance and their trust in God even when they failed. Now, this is good news for you and I. If we were looking through the Bible for men and women who were perfect that never did any great sins in their life, then guess what? We would find none. There is only one that we will find in Scripture who is perfect, and that is Jesus Christ. And when we see lists of people like that in Hebrews, and when we see stories like this of David, that's good news for us. Because guess what? The Bible in the world is full of men and women, just like you and I, who have sinned greatly, just like David did. But praise the Lord that there is one in Scripture, and only one, that did not sin, who is perfect, and that is Jesus Christ. And even though we may fail when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we are not defined by our failures, but we are defined by our faith in Him. You know what? We're just going to stop there tonight. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good something for us to, to soak in right there. And I don't think there's nothing I can say that's going to be no better than that. And there's a lot of good stuff in this, in this, in this psalm, so we're just going to save it until next week. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for a superscription to a psalm, dear Lord. Who would have knew that in that story, in those words, God, that there's such a powerful message for us. So God, I pray that as we look at David and, and talk about him this week and again next week, that God, we'd reflect on our own failures, but we will not let our, our failures get us down, God. But we will let our faith in you lift us up. So God, I pray that, God, we may look at this list of people and talk about these people like David and the sin they've committed, but God, let us look at our own life. Let us repent of our own sin and let us trust you with all of our heart, dear Lord. And God, I pray that we would keep our eyes on Jesus, the perfect son, God, that gave his life for us the perfecter of our faith. And God, I pray that we would just find joy in him. And I ask these things in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.